Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast. Well, we have a fantastic show today, and many questions. People are really looking for answers around their eye health. So I think we should just begin, and uh, we'll take the first question. So this is our first question from Mike, and he's definitely suffering some pretty serious eye problems. He writes that he's had cataract surgery in both eyes. He's also had two vitrectomies. Uh, He's also uh, complaining of dryness and crystallizing blood drops. Wow, so he definitely has a lot going on. And he's also a low, uh, he's got low methylation and um, he's got dietary absorption issues and possibly um, gut inflammation. So why don't we start with the methylation cycle because um, when we have a low methylation cycle, this affects our production and our recycling of glutathione, which is so important not only for our overall health, but our overall eye health. If we are a poor methylator, we also tend to have difficulty in detoxing heavy metals out of the body. Uh, We live in a kind of an inflammatory climate inside of ourselves. Sometimes it can affect our neurotransmitters in the brain. It, uh, It reduces our ability to get rid of free radicals and have a healthy immune system. So you may already be doing this, but to increase your methylation, it's important that you eat a diet that's anti-inflammatory with lots of dark, leafy vegetables. Um, It's important that you get something called folate. Uh, This is uh, part of the B complex. Uh, The B vitamins, uh, especially the, the, the 6, 9, and 12, are critically important. Now, obviously, some great foods would be seafood, uh, pasture-fed eggs, asparagus, uh, and sprouted almonds, sunflower seeds, and walnuts. Obviously, um, it's important that you take a really high-level probiotics with a lot of uh, CFUs. We call this colony family units. Um, This is very important in terms of supporting our intestinal health. And then in terms of boosting glutathione, well, uh, we know that glutathione, the precursors are cysteine, glycine, and glutamate. So it's important that you include omega fatty acids, um, organic meats with lean meats, eat a diet that's high in sulfur, and this would be the cruciferous vegetables that I talk about, bok choy, watercress, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, Make sure you're getting enough selenium, magnesium, and zinc in your diet. And um, get enough sleep. This is also really important. All right, so let's talk about eye health. At this point, your eyes have probably been in this state for quite a while. This is not something that's just surfaced acutely. And I would probably take a very high eye potency vitamin with uh, uh, good levels of lutein, zeaxanthin, and astaxanthin, the the carotenoids, and then vitamin A, beta carotene, um, and then bilberry, very important for retinal health, Um, quercetin, taurine, 
a ginkgo. These would be things that would really help your optic nerve and your overall eye health uh, tissue. Yes, the MSM drops being sulfur-based would be very helpful to use. I would probably use those six to eight times a day with the eye massage. And then I would include my physical eye therapy, eye clarity program. And the one that I would probably recommend would be the one for vitreous health. Another way to say that would be the floaters. It's not so much you're working on the floaters, but when you do the vision eye therapy exercises for vitreous health, you could be improving your collagen. And it seems to me that one of the reasons your eyes have let you down is because they're too dry, you're not getting enough hydration and oxygenation, and this is where the physical eye therapy exercises, it's 90 days, so you have to really discipline yourself, could be valuable to you in terms of gaining more resiliency in your eye health. Don't underestimate the physical eye therapy. You can take the best nutrients, but you also have to do the functional changes in your eye tissue. And this is where the eye exercises come in. I would keep a daily journal of what you observe as you go through the eye exercise program. You're going to learn things self-awareness-wise, your attitudes, your belief systems about your eyes, the emotions, uh, your psychological perceptions. So there's lots of benefits that you can gain from doing the physical eye therapy exercises. And that coupled with the eye nutrients and the MSM eye drops could begin to really help you uh, turn the corner. So keep in touch with me, Mike. It's a really good question you're asking. And I know that you can improve your vision if you do these things. Take care. Okay, next question. This is from Tony. And Tony's writing about something that he has developed called a sixth, sixth nerve palsy. And so he now has double vision, sudden onset, right eye, uh, no medical or psychological factors involved, blood work, MRIs, all the scans turn out normal. So he wants to know if my eye exercises would help. So sixth nerve palsy, is a condition where the two eyes are not working together and the sixth, sixth nerve, uh, cranial nerve, actually uh, innervates something called the lateral rectus muscle. And um, there are many reasons why we might develop uh, sixth nerve palsy. Could be things like uh, trauma, uh, viral illnesses, uh, inflammation, uh, infection, and even uh, trace mineral deficiencies. So I would go with this two ways. Uh, in answer to your question, uh, Tony, definitely your uh, physical eye therapy exercises for double vision could really help. Because in double vision, especially at this late onset, what's going on is that there was some interference between the brain-eye connection, the brain-eye communication, in terms of using both eyes together. And so in this right eye, it's wandering some way. It's not, you're not having the same muscle control. 
And by the way, it's the brain that directs the eye muscles. It's not exercising or strengthening the eye muscles. So that's an important thing to note, Tony, that it's the brain that is going to direct the eyes to move in a certain way. So knowing that, the next phase here is to start in with the eye exercises, work with the eye patch, and work with range of motion with each eye. And you'll see in some of the exercises that you're going to begin to be able to increase your range of motion by using an eye patch. And this eye tracking will begin to help you regain the, the muscle control in terms of being able to point that right eye where you want to. Now, once that begins to happen, you then can begin to do some of the two-eyed exercises where you start to aim and use both of your eyes together. And the brain and the eyes would prefer to aim together than have one wander and create double vision. So if you keep um, introducing these exercises on a daily basis, I would probably do these exercises two or three times a day. Within a few weeks, you should begin to regain some of the single vision, especially if you're not tired, if you're not under stress, because those are the times when you're going to still get the double vision. So it may take you three months or more to regain your binocular vision, but as long as you don't have any tumors and you don't have any other impediments that are causing this, then I think you have a really good chance of regaining your single vision. I would make sure that you're getting enough eye nutrients, especially lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, beta-carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, um, your trace minerals, especially magnesium. That's really important for all your muscles, especially eye muscles. Selenium, zinc, also very important for the eye muscles. Chromium is another one. Um, I would consider getting some craniosacral therapy. You know, I'm a craniosacral therapist. I've been so for over 20 years. And I do craniosacral in conjunction with my eye practice. And sometimes um, opening up the circulation in the brain rhythm and the bones around the face and the eyes can actually reduce the double vision and help you access more visual coordination. So those would be the three areas, the eye exercises, the nutrients, and cranial work. Uh, stay in touch with me, Tony. I'm very interested to hear how long it'll take you to uh, regain your binocular vision, but I know you can do it. All right, we're ready for the next question, and this is from Lois, and she's asking a question on behalf of her husband, who has had cataract surgery earlier this year, and now his eyes water constantly. Any idea why this would happen? Well, uh, Lois, uh, it is a widely accepted um, uh, fact that whenever there's any um, laser uh, done on the, uh, the eye, especially for cataract surgery, it can have an effect on the corneal nerves. Uh, this certainly happens during refractive surgery, like LASIK surgery. And um, it also can happen during cataract surgery as well. So if those nerves uh, in the cornea are um, compromised, 
what happens is that um, it creates um, kind of a disconnect in some ways uh, between our sensation um, of the cornea and um, this creates um, kind of an issue with self-regulation of the tears because uh, we tend to block or decrease uh, our connection to the cornea and uh, this leads to some of the symptoms either our eyes water too much or they dry out too quickly and the other piece to the puzzle is that if you do get an analysis of dry eye um, doctors now can assess uh, the tear breakup time the um, what's in the, the tears the three main components in the tears there's a, a sebaceous component uh, an aqueous component and a mucin component so it sounds like with your husband after the cataract surgery that there's been some disruption both in his corneal sensation and also uh, his ability to produ produce the proper kinds of tears. So this is where uh, I come in because my approach is different than um, some of the allopathic uh procedures that are done when one has dry eye things like punctal plugs where they actually try to put these plugs in the tiny holes where the tears will drain down into the sinus area um, or they'll start you on certain um, eye drops such as restasis or some of the other ones and the overall strategy of the, uh, the allopathic model is treating symptoms. So it's like a Band-Aid approach. On top of that, most of the eye drops that are promoted, either through the pharmacies or doctor's offices, actually, the more you use them, the more you get dependent on them, and they actually create more dryness in the long, long haul. So I want to offer uh, you... A strategy to see if you can begin to right the ship and try to treat the cause and not just the symptoms. So I would say number one, it starts with the diet. So you want to make sure with your husband that he's getting enough fats and oils in his diet. And the omega-3 fatty acids are really important. I think that, um, you know, making sure you're getting a variety of fatty acids that uh, you know the fats and oils as it relates to getting some from nuts and seeds and uh, also coconut oil obviously uh, omega-3 um, and to try to get it through your foods and I'm, I'm assuming that you're doing that with him because you want to keep all the mucous me membranes kind of lubricated and um, uh, so that's number one number two he should have his adrenal glands checked. You know, the adrenal system, if we are under stress, whether it's visual stress or just general stress, that that uh, adrenals, um, the adrenal glands actually can cause our mucous membranes to dry out if we're under uh, duress and the sympathetic nervous system is overworking. Uh, so you want to have that checked. Number three would be the thyroid health. And 
Uh, this is a really important piece because a lot of people are, are now suffering uh, hypothyroidism and this actually can be a contributing factor that causes our uh, dry eyes or in this particular case, you know, a compensation to the dry eyes. So these things are very important. Number four, I would uh, see if there's any inflammatory general inflammatory response going on in the gut um, and to make sure that the intestinal health is really good. Um, this is where perhaps going to a naturopathic doctor or functional medicine doctor um, could assess the, the uh, microbiome and what's happening in the intestinal system because any, any inflammatory response in the body could affect the eyes and this is really important. Uh, next, dental health. Uh, so if your husband has any mercury amalgams, if he's had root canals, um, what's going on with his dental health, the teeth can affect our eye health, especially if we're getting uh, more allopathic treatments in dental, uh, you know, in the dental care. So this would mean going to a biological dentist, somebody who looks at teeth in a more holistic model like I do. Be surprised if we've got uh, poor teeth or poor dental health or periodontal disease that could affect our eye health. And then the next thing is how much digital device use is your husband using? Is he wearing blue blocking lenses? Definitely that's really important, especially if you've had cataract surgery because the lens that they put in doesn't block the damaging blue light, so he could be more susceptible to macular degeneration and also creates an imbalance in the in the tear film. Two more things. Um, yes, I would get him on my MSM eye drops. Um, if he's got a lot of sensitivity, I would start with the 5% MSM and use that for at least a month and have him do it four to eight times a day with the eye massage, and you can get that video on my website. The massage is really good because it actually, if he massages his eyelids, that's where the glands are uh, glands are housed that produce the tears. So when you start manually producing uh, or, or massaging the, the eyelids, then the glands can start producing more of the tears. And finally, I would get them on my, my dry eye, eye clarity, vision therapy exercise program. This may be a tough one for him in that it's going to take some discipline, but it's a 90-day eye exercise program that will improve his eye lymph, his eye circulation, reduce his eye stress, and these exercises could be really beneficial. So there's a lot there in the prescription. Um, if you follow through, you definitely can see improvement. Stay in touch with me. I'm curious to know what his results are, and thank you so much for the question. All right, this next question um, is a question about traumatic cataracts. <clears throat> and this is from Daniel. And he's writing about his fiance who had um, extreme stress response. Um, and he didn't say what the stress response was, but it led to what we call a traumatic type cataract. So, in terms of lens, uh, our lens health, um, if we've had any kind of um, head trauma, stress, um, even heavy metal toxicity, 
Um, what begins to happen is that the lens of the eye loses its ability to absorb the nutrients that it needs. So what begins to happen is that because of some trauma, um, the lens capsule can be ruptured. Uh, the lens protein uh, can begin to um, kind of leak through the, the entire lens itself. And thus, this creates um, uh, a traumatic cataract. Um, it's not unlike a regular cataract in the sense that sometimes this traumatic cataract is also triggering metabolic waste to be accumulated in the lens of the eye. And so what, Daniel, what your fiancé is facing is either trying some of my holistic methods to see if you can get rid of some of the metabolic waste or whatever causes the induced, inducing the cataract or to get cataract surgery. So my advice would be to uh, start in with the two sets of eye drops, the MSM eye drops, 15%, then immediately after that, the Cineraria eye drops. In that combination, those two could be very helpful in the possibility of um, improving the lens health. I would also add a very concentrated glutathione sublingual spray. I think glutathione, again, is very important for lens health uh, and to increase your, our antioxidants, uh, just generally speaking. Uh, and I would probably at this point, if you have a cataract and you're trying to reverse it, probably getting as much uh, nutrients in an eye vitamin formula would be very helpful including our carotenoids, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, um, bilberry, quercetin, ginkgo, um, taurine, your trace minerals, beta carotene, vitamin C. So I'm going to pause here by saying that vitamin C is another very important antioxidant that sometimes can help in dissolving cataracts. Um, I would also consider if there was trauma to the situation, getting both some craniosacral therapy, getting some acupuncture. Um, I would also con con um, consider um, any inflammatory response going on in the body and um, you know address any imbalances there uh, to really see if you could do some detoxification, heavy metal toxicity. So there's lots of things that you can try. Um, it's definitely something that um, is triggered through some traumatic event and um, it's then creating some intervention to create more antioxidants in that area to see if you can begin to dissolve the, um, the cataract formation. So keep in touch with me. Let me know how you do with it. All right. Our last question today is from Kathy. And she's suffering from what we call ocular occlusions, which she's had for about a year. She's had two in two years. The doctor that she's going to wanted to do eye injections. She opted to wait it out. And within nine months, the eyes healed and the vision was restored. The second one, however, hasn't gotten better. And um, she's wondering about my MSM eye drops. Um, also she, uh, she just wants to know what can she do to improve her retinal health? 
Okay, well, another term for ocular occlusions is called eye strokes. So there, this is a stroke, a blockage, occlusion, that occurs in the arteries or the veins in the retina, and this can cause vision loss uh, and loss of blood flow. Uh, this retinal vascular occlusion uh, specifically targets the retina, and um, so it's it's a type of vascular disease. And if we kind of step back for a minute, and um, the the questions that I want you to ask yourself, Kathy, is first of all, what's your systemic and vascular health like? Um, you know, I just did a, a video on eating lower glycemic index foods. Uh, these are foods that have a uh, low level of carbohydrates or sugar uh, component so that in terms of metabolizing carbohydrates, one does it at a much slower rate and this, this stops the spiking of glucose and insulin levels, which can really help your retinal vessels. So sugar, gluten, dairy, um, these are the big um, possible irritants in any kind of vascular disease. I would also consider, um, you know, your weight, um, other cardiovascular disease that you might have, even hypertension. Um, and then I would start looking at things like heavy metals. I've seen a correlation between vascular disease and uh, heavy metals that are in the body. Now, the only way to know that you've got heavy metals is to test for it. So this is where you need to go to a natural medicine doctor who can test you. Uh, and things like mercury or cadmium, um, these are uh, definitely irritants that can cause vascular disease. I also think looking at your whole integrity of your intestinal absorption I'm seeing more and more people that have been exposed to pesticides, especially the glyphosate from Roundup and other pesticide um, formulas that creates an ongoing inflammatory response in the body. And inflammation is another uh, critical factor in this overall retinal vascular disease. Um, you know, you're showing something that kind of goes along with other things like diabetic retinopathy, hypertensive retinopathy, central uh, retinal vein occlusion. So in any event, um, I would look at those things systemically. The last one I would look at would be thyroid and adrenal health. I think those are also um, uh, components that can create vascular uh, problems. I would start in with my eye exercises. So the retinal health uh, eye clarity program would be really great for you to start doing that. Um, obviously, things like bilberry, quercetin would be really good. Taurine is another one, really targeting the retinal health. Your carotenoids, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin. You know, the, the ratio of lutein to um, zeaxanthin is about 10 milligrams of lutein per 2 milligrams of zeaxanthin twice a day. Um, and I would also consider, you know, making sure you're getting enough fats and oils in your diet. You might talk to your naturopathic or functional medicine doctor about actually going on a ketogenic diet. Um, they would know more based on your biochemistry, but based on your uh, profile, a ketogenic diet might be really helpful to you. 
Um, I would consider getting some acupuncture. That could also be very helpful. You know, acupuncture in my practice has been shown to really help boost and support eye health. So if you go to a, um, a well-skilled well Chinese medicine doctor, uh, the acupuncture that's applied can help your eye circulation because it opens up um, the meridians. So there's certainly a lot you can do. I mean, I think the MSM eye drops would be helpful. It's not the answer, but it's certainly helpful. And uh, I think that uh, there's certainly a lot of resources that I have that you're not doing that if you start doing more of them, I think you'd have a good chance of uh, improving your situation. So um, keep in touch and uh, thank you so much for the question. So that's our show for today. And um, keep sending me your questions. Uh, I'm also doing a weekly Facebook Live Q&A. That's 6 o'clock Mountain Time every Wednesday on Facebook. Uh, also, you can uh, send me questions directly. Um, and um, I'll do my best to answer them. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.